Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're hitting that Game of Thrones. This was episode two. Um, what was the title of this one? Home. Home. Season six? Six two. Six two, that's right. And director was Podeswa. Um Anything? Go ahead. I'm going to get you guys started. Best episode two. Game <laughs> Thrones ever, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's definitely up there. There, there was no major complaints, which is a lot better than a different show that we watch on Sunday. Are you kidding me? It was Game of Thrones again all night. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Thank God I was at home. I mean, it was another. I mean, just absolute epic episode. I, I mean, I'm starting to feel like we're nothing but fanboys in this show because I'm having a hard time finding anything problems with it. Well, I know if you're a book reader, which Cash and I have read some of this stuff, uh, some things will come to a surprise to you. You know, some disappointing, some not, but mostly, man, they just jam-packed so much goodness into one episode. There's no doubt. What's no. amazing right now is how we're traveling to every different land and everything, and it's not feeling rushed or anything. No, like, no, it's quality time wherever they go, you know what I mean? We're not wasting time with anybody right now, which is a good thing. I would say, like, the, the shortest little snippet of story was, you know, uh, Arya's little deal. You know, that was it. I mean, it was a very quick little scene with her, but everything else, which it was needed, um, everybody else that they touched on, man, it was it was money in the bank. You know, it gave you a good investment, and you enjoyed every part of it, and it moved the plot line for you. And like I said, there was not a second I was bored. No, they didn't waste any time in this episode. I mean, it's just jam-packed. I don't remember... I can't think of another episode where they put so many large plot developments in one episode. Dude, you know the, you know the biggest surprise for me tonight? And there was a lot of surprises tonight. But believe it or not, how about how old Bran looked? Oh, I mean, he's, he's like, he looks like a grown-ass man now. Yeah. And then, of course, the actor, they replaced the guy who was in the tree with a better guy. I can't remember, I can't remember his name, but... You know, they yeah. they completely shook up that whole deal. I mean, we can just start there. Yeah. I mean, that's where the episode kind of started, so... Yeah, when I first saw him, I was like, yeah, that's Bran, but wow. I mean, home slice grew up. Yeah, it's weird. It really was. Mira... Looks the exact grown. same. Yeah, but she looked almost identical. Yeah, but I thought she looked more like a woman this time. I don't know what it is. Our features are just a little more distinct... You know, not as round faced to me. Yeah. Um, Bran is just ridiculously tall. I mean, no wonder Hodor had to sit down for a while, you know, <laughs> through filming. I mean, he had back problems. You know, they, that's sort of the, one of the reasons they took a year off because he had severe back issues. <laughs> well, wow, he's not even carrying him as a backpack anymore. He's full on just like holding him like a baby in his arm. Yeah, it's just. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's it pretty – his whole deal, you know, I actually thought it was really fascinating. There were some people on social media that were kind of downing the whole backstory of Ned and the rest of them and so on. You know, and I'm not a book reader, but I thought it was really cool that you got to see, you know, I think the show did an awesome job of like, okay, that's Ned, my dad, and then, oh, there's the girl who's the statue downstairs. So you knew who to be relating these people to oh, yeah. because the names themselves hadn't had no meaning. But as soon as they give you that little tidbit, you know, oh, I know exactly who they're talking about now. Well, I think people were wanting a different flashback scene that we're going to get probably in the next episode or this two. next episode. Um, did but you know that was Benjen? I did not. I it's, thought it was Brandon and Ned at first. No, he says it's Benjen well, Stark, you know. 
which is kind of cool because you haven't seen him in forever. I don't know. know who that is. Benjamin was the, the first uncle. ranger. Yeah, he's. Oh, the okay, okay, okay. Ranger. Now I know who you're talking about. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, but he has some brown hair as a little kid compared yeah. to the jet black. I agree, I agree. But the thing is, I saw a really cool video of this. Uh, this kind of like juxtapose uh, John's past, where John was training Bran, and he said the same thing: "Keep your shield up, or I'll ring your bell." Mm-hmm. You know, that's the same thing Ned said to Benjamin. And it's the same scene, basically. That's pretty cool. And everybody was happy at Winterfell and stuff like that. Same way it was back then. Everybody was like, just chill and like, kind of, you know, not concerned with White Walkers coming on them. Well, I mean, was that Brandon with the really bad beard? Because that beard was atrocious. The little mutton chops. No, no, no. That's a young Rickard Cardstart. Really? Yeah, that's the young guy that trained them. You know, and fight. Remember, because this crazy beard mm-hmm. that came to the. Oh yes, 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 not yes. Hard Carson. No, it's uh, it's um, the master of arms. Uh, oh, the guy had the mutton chops that came to a a beard piece. Don't look at me. Dion it, chopped his head off. It's, it's, he even says it in the episode. Yeah, it's amateur hour over here is what it is. You know. I can't believe uh, I can't remember his name. But I think the biggest takeaway there was how much of a badass Liana is as she rides up on the horse and everything. Yeah. She's a pretty young girl they put on there, too. Yeah, no joke. And how about Hodor? Or Willis? Willis. Was his name. And he spoke. Yeah. So this will be a huge surprise. Book reader, no idea that Hodor ever spoke. So that was a huge surprise to me. What, what's his storyline going to be like? He got hit from a horse or kicked or something? That he lost his abilities or something? No, I think it's going to have to be something tragic that he just went into a shell. And is just too afraid to come so out of it. So it's a psychological part. You know? I think so. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. They showed some like emotion from Hodor this episode. Like, where's Mira? You know, and he's like, Hodor. You know, why'd you stop talking or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, or I saw you and he's like, Hodor. Like when he said, called him Willis, he was like, Hodor? Like, I mean, yeah. there was... It was almost, almost like group. Uh, yeah, like offended a little bit by it. Almost. <laughs> no. Uh, but I'm really curious to find that out because... You know, they see in the episode where it's like they don't want to train him to fight. You know, old man, his mom, you know, he's a stable boy. He doesn't fight. So I'm wondering if he's going to do something like trying to fight or heroic-wise, you know, that's going to lead to his maybe brain damage or something like that. Well, do you think there's any way that Bran brings it out of him when he works into him? Like he just goes into one of his shielded walls? Uh, I don't know. I mean... There's a lot of possibility there, but there's no telling where they go with it. But I'm looking forward to it, because that's a t- total wrinkle I've never thought about. Yeah, yeah. And then just one more thing. I don't know if we're going to leave it soon, but how do we not see the wall in that amazing just forecast shot where we're looking out? I mean, this is an 800-foot wall. How far have they traveled? I don't know. I mean, they talk about Winterfell and like the distance it is, you know. It's on the King's Road, and then you got to go this way and stuff. So, I don't. I'm not going to give it too much grief. I just wanted to see the wall again. <laughs> it's yeah. a great thing to always see. I understand. I understand. Well, the first episode gave you such a beautiful sweeping shot of it. Yeah, you know, true. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. So, where do we go from here? Because you have so many. Well, did it, any characters steal the show for y'all that you thought this episode? Hmm. Man, so that's thought, a tough call. I thought Jamie had a great scene. Oh, Jamie had a badass episode. I love I mean, it. 
I really thought he stole it from me. I'm going to tell you who stole the episode from me, and that's your big guys. Your Giants and your, you know, the Frankenstein. <laughs> they the stole the show from me. The I'm not going to lie to you. 1-1 one, one uh, yeah, in the mountain. In the mountain. I'm going to go well, ahead and say Zombie Mountain, yes. Um, well, let's start with Sir Robert Strong, the uh, new Zombie Mountain. Uh, yeah. So we have the guy giving a speech, which he he's had just to making some, fun of Cersei. Yeah. He had to have some balls to be making this speech out in the middle of King's Landing. Well, I don't think he has much fear. Because they realize that the royalty's been brought low. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, they, they realize royalty's not in control right now. You know, that's what it kind of... I mean, think about how brave those people were that were standing on the side of her walk of atonement. They're all, like, showing their dick and flashing titties at her and spitting <laughs> at her and throwing shit bags at her and, and stuff. Cabin, I mean, yeah, it was all awful, you know. So, I mean, him just telling a little story... Not so brave in comparison to those people. No. no. I don't know, man. But I, I, I was feeling for him the second I heard this story. <laughs> as soon as the mountain walked up to him, I was, I was like, this is awesome. Just to crush his head and drop, <laughs> I mean, drop like him. It starts pissing on him. You're like, okay, this is this is going to end. Boom. Dude, yeah. how much fun did the Foley guys have with this? With pissing on armor? This was so good. This was so well done. Oh, yeah. And I love how just nonchalant. He just smooshes a head into the bricks. Into the rocks, yeah. He's I mean, it toast. Is awesome. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. They are hiding so much of his face, but the eyes that you see in the neck guard, it's perfect. It makes you just look how – I just only imagine how destructive his face looks under there and everything. And it's, it's creepier not knowing what it looks like. Oh, his yeah. imagination is just taking you away, you know? I mean, this is exactly how it is in the books, too. And, I mean, he's probably pound for pound the best characterization from the books that we have yeah. on the show. The only thing that killed me was is that I wanted to see him just sweep through that uh, you know entire army right in front of him. You know, he stepped down. I was like, we're about to have one of the awesomest <laughs> moments ever. But the good part about that scene, though, is the guards' eyes. How they keep flickering over to the mountain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Please don't. Please <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, really. uh, I'm soiling my armor right now. <laughs> Dude, it was... I was so hoping he was just going to sway through there, taking them out but one by one. I loved all the King's Landing stuff, really. I mean, I loved the funeral scene with uh, Jamie and Tommen. Yeah. I liked Tommy and Cersei. Um, yeah, it's man, it's, it seemed genuine. It showed his new motivation. I loved all that. It's That's what I hate to say is that I'm rooting for Cersei, and this is like showing we're fitting to go that way. You know, and it's giving it credibility. Are you rooting for Cersei, or are you just rooting for the faith militant to get their comeuppance? <sighs> I guess I'm rooting for Cersei because she has the most motivation as well as the character that is going to do it. Well, how, are you just how rooting are you? to see Sir Robert Strong waylay every single thing that's in Cersei's path? Pretty much, yes. You know, I, I'm with you. <laughs> you. You bring up a good point. It doesn't have to be Cersei. It could be Jamie. It could be anybody. I do want to see the Faith Militant, you know, and the Sparrows, you know, get diced and, you know, you quartered. You pull for Tommen. Tommen's no. a good kid. Nah. He, he's, that he, kid is he, fugly. He's, like, a, he's a oh, sag of hot air. I'm going to tell you, I just... But you can pull for him just because he's not like his family. He's way too weak. He's weak sauce. 
Okay, he's just, been beaten down. Y'all are too hard on little poor Tommen. No, yeah, no, no, no. Mm-hmm, you know, Sir Pounce deserves the crown over Tommen at this oh point. Oh my god, Sir Pounce! <laughs> Sir Pounce <laughs> could rule this kingdom better. All right, uh, but yes, we're, I'm definitely rooting for that. But like going back to the funeral deal and the High Sparrow rolling up in there. You know, and Jamie walks over to him and pulls the blade a little bit. You know, and this was the first time that I really felt like the High Sparrow was flexing his muscle of, I'm in charge. Well, where do these quiet zombies come from? Like, I mean, the faith militant rolls up out of nowhere. Nah, I mean, you you see the door open in the back, and you see their legs start to work their way around. Yeah, I think I, it was... It was, set up pre- zombies it, was, it was set up pretty. I, I, I thought it was solid, you know, and like I said, it was the first time he's like, yeah, you might cut me down, you know, but, you know, and he's like, I've, I've fought better odds, and da, 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 you know, but he was just showing him, you know, you think you might have the advantage, but you never will, you know, and we're going to, they're going to do what we do. And so this is the first time I've ever seen the High Sparrow cocky about what he's got and what he's going. Yeah. I mean, he's been bold. I mean, just arresting Marjorie and uh, Cersei in the first place, those scenes was pretty bold on his Oh, part. yeah. I mean, even his first scene on the show was pretty bold when he was sitting there talking to Cersei. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, you know, there's some of the stuff with him I enjoy, and some of it I'm, I'm a little on the fence about. You know, I, I don't necessarily like, that the guys are just running around with rubber clubs, you know what I mean? Like this leather sticks, basically, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like staffs and stuff. I'm so, man, these guys are wearing cloth and they have shot weapons. I mean, even Jamie, he's right with his left hand. He has full plate armor on. I mean, he's he would cut through quite a few of these kids. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the thing with the Faith Militant is there's just so many of them. I mean, within a year, look how powerful they've become. Yeah, but a lot of that was from fear of don't spill blood and, you know, the house of the gods and, you know, don't turn the small people against you for killing off the people that are feeding them and things of that nature. I just don't see Jamie and Cersei and their group caring anymore. Like, don't don't care about the politics of it anymore. Okay. I yeah, I mean, I think that ship has sailed. There is no doubt. And so, yeah, I'm fully expecting the onslaught, you know. Well, I yeah. hope it happens. Obviously, Tommen is full-blown manipulated again, you know, and Cersei didn't even have to do anything. He came to her this time. And she didn't even look at him for the first three minutes of that scene? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think she's being sincere in the scene, but as soon as she or as soon as he asks her for help, it's like you see all the color come back into her face. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh. Well, that was the goblet and a half of wine always. that she was drinking. Yeah, always. <laughs> I'll always help you, a.k.a. I'll always run this state for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll handle your affairs. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt there. Yeah. So I think we can all agree we're fully expecting, you know, some kind of battle into this situation. Do you see the high sparrow going down? Is that or so on? I mean, I don't know. I'm not a book reader, so I don't know. Oh, we don't know either. So we have no clue. But the faith militant is going to continue to be a very big thorn into the side of the Lannisters. Gotcha. I, don't, I don't think because Cersei's not completely out of the woods yet. I think she is. She, well, she's done the Walk of Atonement, but I thought she, she had another. She might still have a small trial. I thought she had a trial coming. Like, just like Marjorie's supposed to have coming. But I don't think that they're going to let Cersei go to trial at this point. 
Possibly I think that's not. what Jamie, because Jamie made it pretty clear she's not going back to jail. Oh, and okay. so a trial would be difficult to get her. I agree. I agree. I, I don't know. I'm just curious about that. I don't want to see it like next episode. They just run through them like, you know, hot butter. <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> with that. I'm all right with that. Well, I agree, but it's like, there's been a few things that are just like super abrupt already this season. Oh, you know? that's the theme of this yeah. season? Uh, abrupt death? And I realize there's not just boatloads of episodes left, even for the series, but you know, I don't want to see them just hacking through plots and stuff like that. I don't think you're going to have it because I mean we got eight we got eight episodes left. I mean you're not going they're not going to go ahead and extinguish you know the Lannisters' arch enemy right now. I mean it's too early for all that. Well, I mean you say that, but there's this true. Things. I mean we went ahead and extinguished half the Dorn problem. We've extinguished uh, you know Russ Bolton and everything else. I mean there's a lot going on here. Yeah, there's a lot. So, but I don't know. What do you want to slide into? I mean, there's. Well, I mean, someone just whispered a name, Roos, over there. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and the Boltons here. Probably the most horrifying scenes of the entire episode. <laughs> well, you was know. anyone else confused about the Karstarks? Uh, haven't heard the name in a while. All right, so did you watch the previously on before the episode? Oh, started? yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it weird dude, to see Ricard Karstark get his head chopped off? It's like, wow, that's a deep pull. Uh, way back there with Rob Stark and everything else. Yeah. yeah. They're way on back there. Yeah. Um, and we just see the rando sitting there next to, uh, Ramsey. And I was like, I, I don't know who you are. And then they briefly mentioned he's a car star. I was like, okay. Well, they do the previously on. And yeah. then the guy completely explains himself in the scene too. He's like, yeah. well, Rob Stark lost me when he cut my head off. Cut, the, cut my father's cut my head, head off. off right in front of me. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's time for so, new blood to the north, you know. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's it's fine. Whatever. You know, a weird pull. Um, I think it was necessary to keep the plot moving without having to go way back to make the connection. Because well, I got news for you. If he didn't explain kind of that, I would have known who he was. <laughs> yeah. Bolton's got to have an ally somewhere. Yeah. And they think they have also the Umbers and the Manderleys. Manderleys. Now that's a a name we haven't heard really. Well, and the Umbers are the best warriors I think of everyone in the North at this point. Well, at least we know the Umbers. The Manderleys, I mean, they're a family that we've not even spoken of necessarily in this whole series. Yeah, you you see one character and you just happen to see his sigil during the Red Wedding. I mean, he's sitting next to Catelyn. You know, when they all get start get shot up and stuff. And you see there, it's a fish, right? Or something yep. like that. Uh, you see that, and he gets just, you know, hacked to pieces. Yeah, they run the ports, and I think they're the wealthiest family yeah, in the Yeah, they're north. super wealthy northern family. But I, I, it's cool to me because having known some of these families in the book, you know, you can see possible plots and stuff, but and maybe just That's names. who uh, Rickon went to, isn't it? He went to the Manderleys. No, he went to the Umbers. The Umbers? Okay. So, so, so remember that. Rickon. Oh, we haven't yeah. seen in forever. I'm getting my lessons now. Yes, you know. I'm just uh, writing notes. Yes. The Boltons so, seem to have the Umbers who hold Rickon, so they clearly don't have the Umbers at this point, probably. <laughs> probably not. Um, but what do you think about Ramsey doing Roos in? Totally surprised. Did Me see too. It coming? I mean, because I had to rewatch it. I was looking to see where he pulled the knife from. I have yeah. no idea. Well, here's the deal is that, you know, 
Well, we all knew that he was jealous of a newborn brother and different things and all that. Because I knew that, and so I was fully expecting him to go and the kid have an accident or do something. You know what I mean? But for him to walk up to him and then him also tell him that, you know, you're my number one. You'll always be my number one. I was just kind of like, okay. So I guess he's close. And then he stabs him, and I was like, I'll pick my jaw off the floor. I was just complete shock. I couldn't believe it. Well, it caught me off guard because at no point in time was Ramsey not going to be the heir of House Bolton because he's legitimized there's nothing he can do. So I, the only thing I can think that was this was he just wanted command. He felt that Roos could no longer do the job. Is that kind of how you're feeling? I don't know. I don't. I feel like we don't have the correct rules on that just yet. Yeah, there because is a lot of questions. When he When he hugs them and tells them, you'll always be my firstborn, I feel like that's a way of telling Ramsey, sorry about your luck. I have a son now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand what you're saying, that he's been legitimized. He's a Bolton now. But for some reason, I feel like the line of succession still skips him unless there's no more Boltons left. Because he has the Bolton name, there's just no way for him to be skipped. I agree with you, but I feel like... Maybe the, maybe his his... His people wouldn't wouldn't accept that just because what was said because they knew he was a bastard son. Yeah, I don't know because that's the thing. I think even if you're legitimized, I wonder if a natural born child versus a bastard child. But at this point, he's no longer a bastard. Is I, the problem? I totally agree with you. I'm just saying. I feel like the rules are a little wishy washy there because I feel like that's why he stabbed him was because he said you'll always be my firstborn. Basically saying, but this is the new heir, you know? I mean, I definitely see what you're saying with it because that's how they tried to word it and everything. But my main problem with it is just like, there's just no way I feel for them to be able to get to that point. I agree. Because they legitimize them and he kind of has to eat that pie of Ramsey that he made. I, I agree. I feel like they could have done a better job explaining it. Um, but what do you think about the fact that this Cardstart kid no reaction to Roos getting stabbed, which could mean this was totally planned. I think it had to be planned with how <sighs> simple, because he even... I don't know. It looked like everybody mace. in the room was just in shock. I mean, he chastised the Macer for not cur- addressing him correctly. I don't yeah, know. To me, what, it looked like everybody was in shock. This kid, this Cardstart kid and Ramsey appear to have had a previous plan. Conversation or know, something. That this was coming. Well, I'm happy. Y'all saw it. I didn't see it. But then again, I wasn't expecting the death, and so I wasn't looking for that either. I always expected Ramsey would kill Roos. I've always thought that that would be the case. He's not dead in the books, so I didn't know Roos was going to die just yet. But I've always thought Ramsey would kill him. Did I think it would happen so kind of nonchalantly? Like It's kind of a – Roos is one of my favorite bad guys. Yeah, and to see him go down with a single stab to the stomach kind of was disappointing to me. Well, I mean, it's very Rob Starkish. It was, uh, yeah, it's, it's like almost the same payback. way he went out, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just I looked for my my really well crafted bad guys to go out in a well crafted manner. None of them have. Tywin went out on the pot with yeah, a bolt. He took a couple of bolts to the chest while he was on the shitter. Yeah, but he had all that coming. At least it was conversation between him and Tyrion. You know what I mean? That he had scene, a dinner. But I know that scene also encompassed Shay getting strangled and him getting shot with the bolts and stuff. 
and Jamie releasing him. That whole scene was a large crafted thing. You know, Joffrey going out, choking like that, going purple and bleeding at the eyes and nose. It's cool. Awesome. You know, just, <laughs> I mean, some of the bad guys, you want to see them go out with really cool. You, you know, want to see the suffering. You want to see. Yeah. Uh, you want to see it really played out to what they deserve. Really, remember Viserys mm-hmm. with the, the golden crown. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like yes, this is so badass. Yeah. You love to see these assholes go out hard, you know. And for Roose, who's so cunning and wickedly bad, to go out with a single stick to the, the abdomen, I was just like, oh, it's just resounding thud to me, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. What did y'all think about Ramsey boldly saying destroy the Night's Watch? I mean, once again, that was a huge statement from Roos. Like, what are you, an idiot? You know, destroy the Night's Watch, the like the most proud group of the North. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Yeah. And he just he characterizes them as, you know, peasants and thieves. Which is what they are currently at this point, but to just make the bold remark of destroying your only protection from what we know is the uh, uh, it, others and White Walkers coming down It shows you Roos's cunning and plans and thinks and speaks his mind where, you know, he's like, well, we can just destroy anybody because of what we got. You know, he's just overconfident, ego-driven. Right. Well, he's like, you act like a junkyard dog. They're going to take you out back and put you down at some point. They'll treat you like that. Right. The people around you. Because no matter who it is, what family it is, there's still like a reverence and respect for the the Night's Watch, you know. Because these people give up their whole lives, their you know, women, property, everything for the Watch. So there's still like a a big respect, you know. Doesn't matter who you are, right? If you were to go and try to take out Castle Black and all the Night's Watch, you would be loathed from everybody in the North. I agree with that. But I'm kind of hoping he heads up there and meets 1-1 one, one because... Oh, absolutely. 1-1's <laughs> one, vicious, as we were kind dude, of saying earlier. Dude. So, do we think Ramsey has passed Joffrey on the evil meter? Uh, I don't know if he's It's almost hated. like it's two different types. Oh, yeah. One's a sadist. I mean... A, well, Joffrey was a sadist. Yeah, I guess he was. He was the, the crossbow at people. Uh, see, Joffrey was a twit that had ultimate power because of title. Uh, you know, Bolton is different. You know, like he was he was doing stuff behind the behind the big game and everything like that. And you know, he was behind the cloak of his dad. And you know, he was more sadistic to me. You know, than Joffrey. Joffrey was just like uh, I'm a twit and I have this power, so I'll just do it for for amusement. Where this guy is truly. I think Ramsey's doing it for amusement. Yeah, but... But I agree with you. I think he's dark. Yeah, he's a lot darker. Yeah. um, He goes there. I mean, he opens up the cages and let the dog... And he... Dog eat the woman and child. And he's watching it and enjoying it. Where Joffrey wouldn't have the stomach for that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can go go there with you. But how about the one-liner of, I prefer being an only child? Yeah. uh, I mean, that's the thing. Dude, my, my wife was looking at me like... They better not show a second of what I think what they're going to do. And I, was like, I told my wife, who we have a eight month child, I was like, "You might want to look away for this scene because I don't know what they're going to show." I <laughs> was surprised. I, I'd have been pissed if they'd shown something. But it was bad enough hearing it. I thought they were going to. Oh, it was right. brutal. If you paid attention to Twitter and a few stories that came out today, there was a lot of whining about this scene. There are a lot of like, "We get it, Ramsey's evil." 
oh, did y'all know Ramsey was evil? We get it. Ramsey's evil. You know what I mean? Like, people just constantly whining that that Ramsey's doing evil shit. And I'm just like... That's what this show's about. <laughs> Why do y'all watch this show if you can't handle this stuff? These like, the, the show started These are off- the same people complaining about rape and complaining about, you know, every other con- controversial scene. But you notice they are constantly watching it to see each controversial scene. Well, the show started off with incestuous sex and pushing an eight-year-old child out of a window. Where did you think it was going? <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, there was nowhere else for it to go. I yeah. mean, the show literally started with like three or four beheadings. Yeah. I mean, just and making children watch the beheadings. Well, before that, we even see the White Walkers make a theta sign out of dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I just... I can't get past all the like politically correct. Get off your high horses, people. Nancys that yeah. are just constantly complaining about the violence and the uh, you know violence against women and then against children and you know, like why did you have to show this? That's poor writing that you had to put that in there. That's the show. That's what these writers like. That's what I like. That's what I want to see. I know it's dark and it's twisted, but so is that character. Uh, it's HBO, and it's the most popular show on it, probably television, on any paid channel for sure, and quit complaining. Exactly. But did y'all have a problem with Walder or Walda? I thought she should just ask for an arrow. I think she might have been able to get an arrow through the head or heart instead of asking for leave. It was like, okay, I'm going to submit that I'm going to die. Can we make this at least painless? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just... Nobody believes they're going to die for that. You know, she's pleading for her life all to the last second. And with I think a baby in arm, you know. She knew. She knew the jig was up when it was Ramsey in front of her. And I thought it was great how she's like, Ramsey, Ramsey. And then she was like, where is Lord Bolton? And he had just <laughs> did the last cage. He was like, I'm Lord Bolton. And I was like, yep. Later, Walter. You're toast. You know. But it's pretty cool. Like, he has control over the dogs. Got some calm, smooth down. Enough to open all the cages, and then it's just like no whistle. Skid them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's right. good meat. Yeah, ah, it's, man. Brutal stuff. Brutal stuff. It I think Ramsey super brutal. Ra- see, once again, Ramsey will deserve an absolutely epic death. Do you think he gets it? Well, you never know. I mean, you like to think so. Who's the one that you would like to see kill Ramsey? Well, I mean, of course, your obvious choice is Sansa or Theon, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who I want to kill Ramsey. You know, I, I got news for you. Most of the time, when it comes to your most hated character, it's because it, it's it's death by who you don't know or didn't expect coming, and it's never satisfying as you thought. I mean, Tywin's death is one of the few that was like, Yes. Deserving. Like Deserved. You felt like all right. That. And then the mystery of Joffrey, you know, pulled away from that. Even though you were happy he died horribly, but you not knowing who and what for a while, you know, made it less as satisfying to me. So, I mean, those kind of things where I just don't, you know, I don't think uh, the Bolton's going to get that. Especially because oh, there's, yeah. there's no world that I can see where Sansa actually kills Ramsay. Like, I just can't envision how she would do it Nobody gets revenge on this show. Nobody's revenge Ned Stark, Rob Stark, any of the other people. All these, nobody's got their revenge. Just about when it's just this close and attainable, the, the sword goes through their neck, you know, and they're done. You know, it's just what the show is. Well, maybe somebody like Arya. 
could come back for the kill. No one. She's you know, no one. What happens usually to like evil, oppressive dictators that are like sadistic is their own people end up killing them. You know, because no one wants to live under that knife. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe the dogs. Maybe there's a way we can get the dogs to eat Ramsey. See, I, that's kind of where I'm going. Like, it's possible that somehow he gets fed to his own dogs. That's like. It's like tripping and hitting your head on the edge of the pool and dying a horrible drowning death and no satisfaction. Okay, ghost. Let's let ghosts tear him apart. I can I can live with that. <laughs> we'll see his throat dismatch from his body. Yes. Good meat, ghost. Good meat. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, speaking of Sansa and stuff, I mean, we've got her, Brian, Podrick, aka Tripod. Yeah. And uh, Theon sitting in the woods, kind of running away. I thought this was a good scene. I thought it was too. I like that. You know, this is not a good idea to be putting fires up and doing different things. And uh, I was, I was down with it. You know, and just you know, all this just to say you're going to your brother and I'm going home. You know, my main problem with how is Theon about to get home? He's got to travel. I mean, across he the has got a north. long ways to go. You know, from what I remember, and he's got to go back through Winterfell um, with Ramsay not finding him. Are you okay with Theon and Sansa being okay with each other? That she said that she wouldn't let John kill him, and I'm okay with that. I liked her idea: take the black, and all your crimes are forgiven. And he said, "I don't want to be forgiven." I thought that was a really good, really well written scene. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, I like you know Brienne and her talking, and her telling her, "I wish I'd have just taken your you know protection the first time." And you know that's it's a tough, tough choice, my lady. You know. Hey, well, you know, what's crazy is is that both of them are like, I'm going here and I'm going there, and neither one of them need to go to either place. And so it's almost like, you know, they're seeing hope at the end of the tunnel, but the reality of it is is they're both going to a much darker hole if they go where they're going. Yeah, Sansa should definitely just be heading to the Vale again. I don't see why she isn't trying to head back there. Yeah, speaking of Vale stuff, man, I'm disappointed to have not seen Baelish yet. I mean, this is one character that is like, we better get a ton of him next episode. Oh, we'll get him. We'll get him. Uh, Cash and I know a little something that's coming in the next episode that's in the books and stuff. Um, and Baelish happens to be one of the only people that know about it. So it'll be kind of cool. I, I think we will see him next episode. Way to bring him into it. I got you. Yeah, I think it'll be a good way of, of showing him. All right, so Theon is talking about going back to the Iron Islands and stuff like that. And so we get this whole scene with his sister and dad, and they're arguing and so on. And then I'm guessing this is the last of the five kings. Is that what I'm getting at? Well, I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot that Balon was alive. Yeah, and so this is his brother who comes and heaves him off off the bridge. This is one of his younger brothers. I'm sorry. For one of the worst big, entries. beautiful castles, these iron sides. We've got these rickety rope bridges. That is very, that's that's in very the true to the books. Yeah. Wow. I, that was really surprising to me. It really, really was. Well, I mean, the Iron Isles, they are poor. They're very proud about their manliness. And so this kind of all fits exactly who they are. But, yeah. At least get some stone bridges amen amen i mean you got this kind of castles on little islands or have some people that hold it like on each edge like hey you know king's coming let's hold the bridge so it's a little steady yeah i don't all right so who this is his brother younger brother i'm guessing i I don't even want to tell you his name or anything like that because he doesn't say it in the the episode 
Okay. He just you just know it's his younger brother, and he thinks it's his turn to rule. What? How do you feel about the new character that we just met? It didn't bother me. Um, you feel like he's I thought, the, I thought the king himself was a windbag. You know the way you know he just completely disregarded his son and. You know, and wasn't there to do a lot of things. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of any of the Iron Islands or what they are. I'm not a fan of any of this group. You know, even when Theon took a group of them up there and stormed like that. You know, it just none of this group appealed to me. I never. None of. I just didn't feel it. You know, even the sister is uh, is hard to enjoy or like for what they were trying to put in there. They're yeah. very harsh yeah. characters to look at and to listen to. Yeah, exactly. They have rough edges. Now, I will say, in the book, this is a sham in the book. I mean, it's it's a jumbled mess, wouldn't you think? I was confused. I had to reread this section like three times just to know what was going on. Most people think this and some of the Danny stuff is like the worst part of the book, of all the books, just because it's kind of just a mess, all right? They talk about how Martin kind of wrote himself into an, a... a corner this is very political in the book yeah and it's it's a huge mess now it ends up you meet some characters and stuff like that that are pretty cool that you're kind of excited to see future going on but we're not sure we're going to get them in the series so don't know now the thing is i don't know i I mean i guess we could tell them who this guy is oh man I, i really don't just because of the king's mood it's going to be a great big reveal okay the king's mood what we talk about when you saw Balon's funeral when they put him out to sea and Yara's talking about she's the new ruler and he says that has to be decided at the king's moot okay a king's moot is everybody who wants to rule as it's been said before before Theon was able to leave the Iron Isles and attack Winterfell is every captain is his own king because you're the king of your ship and so the king's moot lets any captain who wants to throw their hat into the ring uh, try to be king. So it's kind of like the Night Watch's uh, voting thing. So like everyone's just going to stand and scream for the loudest of who they want to be king. And it goes over and over until we have a definitive winner. I yeah, you. but the people, the Iron Islanders vote. Yeah, the, captain, the captains vote out of every captain that said, hey, I want to be king. So it's not like a battle. You don't no. have to fight your way or anything. No, 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 no. You just got to gain well, the most support. We say that's how it was in the book. In the show, it, maybe it is a battle. I hell, I don't know. <laughs> now the only interesting thing here is if Theon's going to get there in time, because if he doesn't get there in time, then we could get into some fishy waters for okay. Theon wanting like a mistrial or something. But that's way down the line. Okay. All right. But I'm a little worried about the Iron Isles along with you. I feel like it's got a very big Dorn potential, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, to me, it looks like it's an earthquake away from just being off in the water and we're done with this, you know. But like Dorn, it also has potential to be really cool. So don't... Dorn does not have potential anymore. No, it did. At the oh, beginning. it did. You know, Dorn had a lot of cool stuff that could have gone for it and up laying a big turd. Hopefully... Three of them, sisters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But then we have uh, our boy Tyrion, who had the probably the comedic relief that was needed in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was very subtle uh, comic relief, you know, because in a way you're a bit terrified. 
Well, I mean, of course, we had another cock joke, and you know, and, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you were thinking them. You he, know? Ma- he makes unique jokes, or he makes dwarf jokes. I make unique jokes. I do not. You think them? You yeah. think them? You were thinking them? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, that was good. I like this. You know, I drink wine and I know things. It's what I do. Yeah. You know, uh, well, all we, this stuff is good. We learned a lot of the history of the dragons just through this one small scene that I thought was really interesting to know. Well, yeah. See, I, yeah, I remember them talking about how dragons, the last ones, were the size of, like, cats. But they never mentioned it was because they started chaining them and keeping them indoors. You know, but he talked about the ones that Aegon conquered with were allowed to fly hundreds of miles abreast, you know. And so like, the thing is, as long as a dragon is free, doesn't have any chains, and is outside and stuff, he never, they never stops growing. He can get as big as it can handle. As they, yeah, his body can handle. But if you put it inside in domes and stuff, that's when they're stunted and don't become nearly as ferocious. That's why Drogon is Enormous. the size of a neighborhood, and these two are the size of a house. Yeah, I mean. But how badass was the CG for these dragons? You can tell they took the time to make it look right. Oh, man, just when the the first one just brings that fireball to its throat and stuff, I was like, man, that looks cool as hell. You know, and then the next one, when he's approaching it to go uncollar it, I'm just like, wow. They really did a good job. They're, they're, they're kind of unique dragons because they have that, like, um, that, like, raptor dinosaur feel. The mm-hmm. little things off the back of their heads and necks that kind of, like, vibrate. Yeah, a little vibrate. vibrate and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know that thing that, like, opens up in Jurassic Park and spits yeah, venom? Big fan. Yeah. yeah that's about. what I feel like that we're getting. That kind of, like, clicky you know, jittery kind of thing. And it's like, man, that's so cool. I love to see that Attention to look, detail. Attention you know. to detail. But Constantly. did y'all have a problem with how he unlocked these collars? Them collars had to be at least 100 pounds each. I mean, they were Heavy. solid he steel. Just, and all he does is pull a little pin. Yes, thank did, you, because it was flimsy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we did. It looked like you needed Tonka. three or four dudes to hold that chain up, you know. And then I, it makes me remember, like when they did the previously, and you see Danny putting them, locking them like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, no. Like I'm struggling thinking that the zombie mountain is going to rip this thing out, and then we just got teary in one hand. Boop. Yeah, right, it looks guy. like looks like that should be about a 75 pound pin. Uh yes. And it should have a cotter pin on the other end otherwise it would just kind of fall mean, out well i mean the other dragon we you know we're talking about their intelligence he could just take his talent and be like oh you're free yeah yeah that was care. the only thing about yeah. it it was like oh but like you know. even Tyrion telling that sad story about how he wanted a dragon for his name day oh yeah yeah absolutely he said i didn't care if you were a small dragon like me like me yeah it was so well done i mean the guy is just top notch i mean if you remember back, way back, season one time, this is when Jon Snow and Tyrion were headed to the wall before mm-hmm. Jon even took the vows and stuff. He talked about this a little bit. About his, like his life's dr- ambition and dream is to see a dragon. It was like, to see everything that is just talked about. That's why he wanted to go to the wall. Yeah, and he's always had this like strange fascination with the dragons. And so it's so cool to see him. Obviously, it's seen one last season. And now he's even interacting with them. Asking Miss Sandy, hey, did they ever attack you or hurt you at all? So it's like, if you're Danny's friend, they can like sense that in a way. Yeah, they know you're good. I'm your friend. I know <laughs> your mother. <laughs> Don't eat the help. 
Yeah. If I ever come up with an idea like that, punch me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, just the image of the spider roaring back to punch Tyrion, it was a hilarious thought. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to see it, actually. You know, but I, I like the fact that Barry's just stopped at the top of stairs. He's, He's like, like, I'm not an idiot. Are you, are you retarded? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You're already, I'm not, I'm not going to be the meal with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I really enjoyed the Tyrion stuff. It was, it was, you know, it was long where it needed to be, where he was timid about approaching the dragons. That was well done. It was um, just beautiful. I just love the CG, man. They really nailed it. And I was a little surprised to see that the, the dragons kind of slinked off after he uncoupled them. You know, they kind of slinked back into the dark instead of heading towards the door. Well, is that the only way in and out? Is yeah, that that's door? the only way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they're going to get out. Well, the thing is, we didn't see them shut the door when they left. Yeah, no, they that door's pretty that. small. But yeah, I just, I don't know. It made me feel like maybe there was another way, you know. I don't know. I mean, it could be. They're, they're supposed to be under a pyramid. So maybe that is a massive vaulted ceiling right there, and maybe there's a big skylight at the top they could bust through or something. That would be like we just see him break through the uh, harpy statue. Yeah, something cool like that would be really neat. I mean, they could obviously do a really cool effect for that. Now, in their conversation, did they mention that the other cities that Danny had conquered and freed were now back under Back under slave yeah, slave rule. So everything she's done has been undone, and then the cat, marine itself is in turmoil. When she's absolutely, yeah. So anything and everything she's done for good has gone belly up, which is kind of sad because it's like Danny is legitimately back almost to square one again. Oh yeah, she's back in the hands of Dalthraki. She's kind of a a slave in a way, a prisoner at least, headed to a place where she can't rule or do anything she's supposed to stay there for the rest of her days and all the cities that she's conquered are now two of them are back in bad hands and one of them's damn near there yeah oh, marine's on its way up it's got Tyrion. no i totally agree with Varys and Tyrion there that there's huge possibilities but it's still why why all that stuff with danny to to be where she is now you know yeah, the to teacher com- that she's still going to need help because she thought she could do this on her own but now she's having to slowly learn that she has the vision and everything but she's going to need other people's help if she wants to rule like she wants to i agree but it's just I mean, it's been painful. Remember how painfully long danny's story has been yes i mean she has oh, not it- been to westeros <laughs> yeah, no, her story started off like a dragon, just hot fire breathing, and then it just died. And just, so to know that that all accounted did nothing essentially is rough. It's but just a slog, man, big time slog. I, it's definitely going to pick up here soon. Like I'm I said just ready for her to meet the other side of the map. You know what I mean? In some form or fashion, it's making time, plays. Yeah, make give us some inter. Some of the best things about the show is interaction of new characters. You know, that's what makes it so epic, not just conversation about this and that and so on. You know well, I mean? like we said, we were super looking forward to Tyrion and Danny speaking to each other. As soon as Tyrion shows up, she's out of here. So we don't get that. You know, and that was a possibility of two good characters meeting each other and having conversations. Instead, it went to the wayside immediately. Oh, yeah. So I agree with you because a lot of times when, you know, 
crossing paths is, is the best part of the show. So oh, Arya, Arya and the Hound. That was probably the best yeah, meetup no, we've had. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even when Stannis and Davos and uh, Jon Snow get together, and you know, oh yeah, I mean that was dynamic. Their conversations, uh, you know. I mean, oh no, I like a lot of it. I mean, Jamie Brienne. Yeah, I mean, think about Arya that storyline. I mean, it really. That's what makes the bones for the show, man. You know, and varies into. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, what a deadly combination! It's just that's why a, we're wanting Peter. You know, he anytime he meets with somebody, it is a great scene. Exactly. So I mean, that's what we need to get. What I'm looking for, but like I said, I'm not complaining. They have done epic so far. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't don't. I'm not complaining one bit. This has been fantastic. Oh, I love man. it. Yeah, you know, I'm really. I'm almost scared that you know we've had a shocking completely out of left field major death in what I call it every episode so far are they going to continue this path and just continue to thread to thin the herd of this episode of the series I mean I would say no but we still have a lot of characters that can die yeah I mean even characters you wouldn't call major characters Walda and the baby and stuff like that they're not major characters but they had emotion behind their deaths well you you think about the Iron Islands um, Iron Islands King died. You think about yeah, you mom and baby. You think about Roos. You think about I mean, we had Malon. Malon. Um, I mean, all these four or five characters that died that we had. You know, like it was nothing. Like it was nothing. You know, and so that's what's kind of like. Are they going to continue that amount or you know, or sheer? You know, is uh, is way up there. But I think they have to a little bit because some characters are coming back into the fold. And we're just running out of tape time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's only an hour episode. I mean, we're missing people each episode. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, Bran's back now. So some time has to be set on Bran, right? But you got to think, Asha and Rickon, they're somewhere. They got to come back into the fold at some point. You know, I mean, Sansa's going to have continuous stuff. Arya's going to have continuous stuff. John is obviously going to have continuous stuff. I mean, it's... They got to start thinning off some characters because you just can't put all of them on the screen. Yeah, and you're gonna have to start adding some that we haven't seen in forever, and some new ones that we've never seen. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, well, let's go ahead and get to you know the the one thing we haven't talked about, and that's the nice watch stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, last they left it, you know, Davos and them were in their room, and like I predicted, and I'm pretty my dead solid is is that that was never a mannequin. That was always. Kid Harrington's playing there as a white, you know, like a dead body. You know, it just looked too good. Man's been working out. Yeah. And uh, and so, of course, you know, they, he sent homeboy to go find more help. But, he, you know, he convinces um, – what's her name? Melisandre. Melisandre to come in there and do her stuff, you know. Okay, how about how, back. How about how defeated she was oh, yeah. beforehand? Yeah, what are you going to ask of me? And what I've been living a lie, you know, all that. Well, it was simple. When he first walked in the door and she's sitting, looking into the fire, he's like, excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt. And she's like, you're not interrupting anything. Because she doesn't see anything in the flames anymore. Right. You know what I mean? It was just that simple little couple dialogue pieces to let you know she's like. What her mindset is. Super defeated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I never thought that she was going to do this was she was completely defeated. And I mean, and that's what it was. But what I forgot was. Thoros was the same way. That's how Thoros regained his religion was in the Red Priest was because his friend died, Beric Dondarrion, and he ended up just pleading and giving everything he had 
and he just came back to life. And that's what renewed his faith. And that's when he became a good red priest. And that's yeah. how Melisandre is going to end up being. Yeah. Well, she's going to have a renewed spirit now. You know, there's oh, no absolutely. doubt about that. But, like, even uh, – how did y'all feel about the ritual? Because I loved how she cleaned them, you know, was just kind of slowly chanting, trying to put her soul into it, and then defeated it and, like, ended it with please. And then chopped his hair off a couple times, threw yeah, it in the I fires mean, and stuff. That yeah, was she cool. was you know, grooming him a little bit and so on. I mean, I thought it was awesome. You know, I love the – you know, everybody's, like, staring at her from – you know, and giving her her time and space and – you know, and even uh, who, who's the wild and the big guy? Um, Tormund. Tormund. He's like, out the door he goes, you know. Which, before we finish the John stuff, we skipped right over. One of the best scenes of the show. Um, there's no doubt. 1-1 one, one, and his. <laughs> all right, well, at right, first I was slightly disappointed because Davos has a cool scene where he's like, I've never been much of a fighter. I apologize for what you're about to see. Looking forward to these little guys making even the smallest stand and Ghost getting to do some fighting. No, no, no. We hear Juan Juan bang on the door and come ripping through. And then the Wildings just kind of walk up like, do some, do some. Yeah, I was really surprised we didn't have arrows going everywhere. Like they were shooting. Well, we like, see why. Yeah, Super <laughs> outnumbered. I mean, like extremely outnumbered. Yeah, but I was thinking at least the first four or five get some arrows, or even one one took a few of them. You know what I'm saying? No, because I mean, first off, the giant is going to put you into shock. Yeah, and then you're going to see the numbers. I mean, it's like thirty to one, if not more. All I know is is that when he took that one bolt, I was like, <laughs> and he slung and hit the wall. Well, I didn't even think he was going to take the guy. I, I thought he was just going to be like, okay, everybody gets one. Nope. Uh, no, no, no. It was no. epic. It was so awesome. See, this is in the book. This happens, not for the same reason. Oh, my gosh. It's revolting in the book. I mean, he's just, like, banging him around. People are trying to get us to stop, and he's just dragging the body around. Arms are falling off and stuff like that. Um, now I'm disappointed. I would love to see such a thing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, dude, when he just starts, like, you know, when they talk about uh, – Whipping the snake or the cat, you know, sling around by its tail and, you know, just whip it, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is brutal. And he just smashes against the wall and tosses it aside. Oh, man. Well, and then I we mean. got uh, Alistair trying to claim everyone else's traitors. And then okay. Why was he not immediately killed in front of everybody? Well, now, I know later, yes, you want to see his effect of seeing Jon Snow alive. And you want to see that shock and awe of that. I know that's what's coming, you know. But realistically, if you know this is the guy who said, yes, I stabbed and killed the Lord Commander. You know, he was a traitor, da, 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 And then these people walk in. How do they even hold restraint not to just cut him down where he is? Yeah, but just think of how badass that scene's going to be. Just imagine it's a cell block, right? Oh, and yeah. it's full of all the traitors that killed Jon Snow. And all of a sudden, he just starts walking past the cells. They could film it so beautifully if they do it right. Oh, yeah, they could. Where everybody's like looking out the cell like, holy shit. Yeah, you know? And like, then he gets to Alistair's cell, you know, and then just like turns on him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that could be filmed so awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, we could have given us a little bit more blood by just killing Ollie. Like, yeah, the which fact one, one would have got Ollie? Like, the fact that Ollie even tries to come and bring a sword to Tormund. It's like, come on. Come on, eight-year-old. Calm down. Yeah, that was a little off. But, I mean. But he saw torment. When his parents got killed, he saw torment. That was an honest emotion. 
he saw Egret and he saw the big bald guy. I mean, this sword is bigger than Ollie at this point. <laughs> oh, trust me. If anything, I hope Ollie's thrown off the wall. Uh, Can we just feed him to one one or to Ghost? Ghost needs some meat too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's oh boy, you know. Uh, <laughs> all right, so but anyway, like you're saying, ceremony appears to be going badly. Yeah, Foreman walks out first. You know, disappointed. Dav- Davos gives a very. All nice I know look. is is that Melisandre still smoking hot. I mean, I mean, for 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 a time of before the Wonder Brawl. I mean, she's on up there, you know, heavy cleavage, the works, the whole nine yards. Even my wife's looking at her going, there's no way that looks that good when you ain't got a bra on. You know, and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, but I thought, you know, when they first showed her and she was uh, just sitting in front of the fire and stuff, I liked the fact that like, she wasn't wearing makeup, you know, not that the show, like, makes a big influence on makeup and stuff like that, but... You know, she looked a little more haggard, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Beat defeated. Down. Yeah, she was defeated. You know, and then even during the ceremony, she wasn't, like, all dolled up or nothing like that to me. So, I like seeing that. Like, that she's not paying such close attention to her looks. Right. During it. Now, next episode, we'll probably see her looking her amazingly smoking herself. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I thought another great part of this scene was just ghosts. Chilling in the corner asleep. Like. Oh, yeah, just kicking it. Just kicking it. Don't worry, oh. guys. I'll let you know if something happens. Oh, I was fully expecting to see Ghost warged into or something right there. Dude, you and me both. I was like, she's doing this, and like you're going to see the do- like the wolf like raise its head and like see its eyes change or something, and you get that whole of, okay, there's Jon Snow now. You know what I'm saying? I was fully expecting the transformation, and I didn't get it, and I'm okay with that. I'm happy John's come back as John, you know. But do we think this is fully John, or do we think there's some more to it? Well, you're supposed to. Every time Thoros said he brought back Beric, he said Beric lost a little of himself. Yeah, he said like part of himself was missing, like it was left behind. Like his, he lost his memories. Like at the end, he couldn't really remember his family, his children, and stuff like that. But this is the first time John's been brought back. I don't expect him to be too diminished. And his mind could have been in ghosts, so I mean, he might not have lost anything. And that's a big fan theory in the books was that when John was dying. That he warged into ghosts, basically holding John's soul, kind of. You know what I mean? I got you. And then when Melisandre brings him back, he could warg back into himself. And then the other thing is, how long do we think John's been dead? I mean, it's over 24 hours. Well, you, I'm, you got the Davos scene, and then they said midnight that next day. Yeah, I'm going to say in between 24 and 36 hours. I'd say no more than three days. Oh, I, don't, I don't think it's more than 36 hours. More, I don't think it's over 36 hours. Yeah. Because he was cold and found. Okay. They bring him up to the uh, up to, into the room. But he was found like an hour after. He and so hurt. then the, the men get together. They get upset and so on. And then I think within the next 12 hours, they realize they're upholding it there. They're like, get out. And he's like, you know, you've got until such and such time. And then it's the next, you know. Yeah, I'm 24, 36 hours max. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I agree. You know, so, and so I mean that's a long time to be dead, but it's also not that. Yeah, long, I mean I we're not. Yeah, we're. And so I don't. I think he's going to be mostly himself by the time he comes back. He might be just a little bit more animalistic. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping they just don't go soft with him. You know, like he comes back and he's like, uh, you know, you know, no, I think useless he'll be character, more aggressive. Than no, no. Yeah, I think he'll actually be 
more like death wishy. I think yeah. he'll be <laughs> more like I think he'll be more ghostish. Like, I mean, he's going to be very animalistic. Well, even when you watch the preview, there were people like you know people think you're a god, you know, and makes you wonder how that's going to be unfolding and stuff. Easy. Easy. We'll talk about preview. For oh, next who, man! If you watch the show, you know. <laughs> don't give me that shit. No, not watch the previews, please and thank you. Oh, blow! Well, I do. I watch. Yeah, them. I would do. I mean, it's not like they show a whole lot. Give me a break. Yeah. Anything they show you is just it's, a lot of it's deceiving. You know, it just makes you lick your chops and upset that you have to wait another whole freaking week. You know. Absolutely. I mean, so I thought John had a satisfy, satisfying resurrection. I thought it was early. I wasn't expecting it until at least the third episode. If I was longer. thinking third episode. Um, I was surprised to see second. Like I said, they packed the most I've ever seen into one episode. Yeah, it was it was well put it put together. You can just tell they have spent the time, the energy, and the money to really piece this together well, and it, I'm I'm impressed. As am I. Is there anything that you're really looking forward to next week? I mean, you Baelish. I'm t- I'm ready to see where Baelish plays. Where where is his puzzle piece in this giant thing? You know, because I know he's got a big one. You know, so I, I want to know where is he fitting into this. And then I really really want to see the combinations of some new characters or a new set piece. I mean, if we're going to get back to Danny, I'm really curious to see what her new place is going to look like and what she encounters in that, and whether or not you know Jorah and her boyfriend are you know really going to try to make it there and encounter if the dragon becomes a part of it. And so those two things right there are what I'm looking for next time. What do you um, got? I wouldn't mind seeing Sansa make it to the wall and have that interaction. Um, just because Sansa doesn't have enough protection right now. She needs a bigger force. And if Ramsey finds out that Sansa is at the wall, that's just strengthening his idea that we got to take the wall and take back Sansa so I think that would be cool you know give it an even better reason for Ramsey to go after the wall um Danny I want Danny to go ahead and arrive and face Dalthrak and let's be done with that like I want to see Danny's story move forward like yeah. I don't want to see this I don't know if they keep it as out. comedic and light uh, I could say there another episode I don't have a problem with the new you know I mean, Calisar. we're gonna bring, the, yeah, we're we're gonna bring them wherever we go. I mean, I think she's there for like five minutes. Drogon pops up. We're in and out. I like, hope that's the case. I, I really do because I I don't want to see a two three episode arc of her being a housewife. Yeah, living no. in Depressville. You know, yeah, no, I, I see this being like a quick in and out. She's got a hope so too. Man, Calazar. I really do yeah. too. I hope, and I, I always look forward to Littlefinger. Anytime Varys or Littlefinger's on the screen. I'm all about it. I'm really hoping they get back together before the show ends. But I will tell you, I'm still devastated. We have not seen Braun yet. I don't know if he's going to come back. I'm going to be honest. Oh, with yeah. He's, been he's in there. Oh, yeah. There's, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The previews and everything. But I saw him in the Yeah, no. Braun is a character. I'm just like, no. where is he? Because Jamie has few people he can trust still. I still think he'll be involved in Jamie's storyline. Um, may not be just too soon yet but he'll be around I, honestly if that was Braun surrounded by all those you know clothed goons <laughs> they'd all be toast oh yeah every last one of them so and how great of a scene would it have been if it was Braun and Jamie in there and Jamie just cuts him down and then they battle their way out of there it would have been epic oh yeah I'd love to see the mountain reborn 
Robert Strong, whatever you want to call him, and Braun fighting together. Just making their way. Common <laughs> cause. Yeah. Just you know, hacking through new, there. You know. A new two-man road show. Braun <laughs> and Strong. <laughs> all we need is the cheesy intro music, and we're good to oh, go. Oh, man. I'm all about it. <laughs> well, I mean, Braun can sing it. We'll just let him. You there know, you go. Show That's the true. Old vocal cords. He's go. got the pipes. That's right. Bear the Maiden. And I will say, I meant to say, uh, we didn't really focus on Arya's story much. Well, it was just a little two-minute deal. It's a little snippet, but I'm glad that she won't be a beggar anymore. Now, not to say she's going to be in improved situation, but I want to see her progressing. Well, constantly. can we can we get her a cat scan because these, these concussions oh. are real? Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. CTE is real. CTE is the real deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roger Goodell, watch out. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, she takes a beating. I'm happy to see yeah. that she'll be moving on to something else. I mean, it was, get, it was getting hard to watch those. I mean, she's getting brutalized. Dude, her face should be like meatloaf. I mean, many times she's taking a stick to the face. Yeah, that's it's not good. It should be bad. Yeah, she she should look like Balboa or Rocky IV <laughs> you know, at the end. <laughs> just cut her it. cheek. She'd be touching the other cheek. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just cut it open. I can see. Tenderize me. Cut me. <laughs> cut me. Cut me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. A girl has no face. It is tenderized. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Right. yeah I think she's going to get her eyesight anytime soon. I feel like she's still going to be blind for a while. I, I don't see it. I see her getting her sight back. I think the next, whatever her, his next test is, like he'll bring her sight back. You know, I, I agree. I, I think, think they've played the blind. whole blind thing long enough already that they're going to move really forward. She not anything from it, though. I, I think the whole point was her to be ashamed and see and take her beatings and lumps and, you know. I don't know. They did. They showed her, like, hearing overheard you know conversations oh yeah she's just gaining stuff. the senses i'd like to see at least one more episode of her honing that skill so she can use it later on and it won't seem far-fetched so are you expecting a scene where she's using her hearing like daredevil and can fight yes i've seen her yes. get her daredevil on yes. <laughs> but i think she's gonna be blind for at least half the season I don't see it, or we just, or we won't have a lot to do with her until later on before we finally get something to it. You know what I mean? I don't mind if she's blind. I just don't want to see her being a beggar. Be blind, badass. Yeah, yeah. I think she's. I think they're going to incorporate her being a little bit better of a blind person. At least that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Any predictions for next episode? Any major deaths? Uh, I don't know if any well, that's major a deaths, question, isn't it? <laughs> I think there's going to be two or three surprising deaths, but I don't think they're really going to be major. I think they actually take a cold spell on the on the death. I think we might have one death next episode. I think we'll get one of those episodes where it's a complete build up and set because the first two have definitely set the hook. I think right now we're just slowly reeling it in. And I'm really excited. The King's Moot is either going to make or break the Iron Isles, and I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, that could be different i'm curious what john will do with alistair you know john has officially lived out his vows that's a very popular theory going around is is john going to stick around for the night's watch since he's died and he's come back so he doesn't have his vows anymore his so, watch has ended as they call it. <laughs> so he's free to go do what he wants yeah i guess so and if i mean he wanted to go to Winterfell or whatever, or take in Sansa. 
you know what I mean, as his charge. Or lead a wildling army. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got a lot of options, I feel like. So I, I think his story is so open-ended to what his decisions could be. could be really cool. Because he's not going to want to lead the wall either because he knows what's coming. Yeah. And the other half of him, too, is is that we haven't heard or know of anything about Sam. Are we going to see him at all? I completely forgot about Sam. Uh, they need to show him soon. They need to give him something. Cause I know now, isn't Sam well, where Arya is? No, no, no. 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 Where, Sam's headed to Old Town. Okay. But he's got to make a pit stop first to see his Faja. Yeah, don't try. I won't explain the geography. Um, okay, I, I wasn't sure. Be, he's supposed to be heading to his family home to drop off Gilly and the baby. Right. And then he's supposed to go to Old Town to become a maester. So if we see Sam, it'll be a trip to his family home. Okay. And then curious. hopefully we'll see Old Town because I'm looking forward to that. I really want to see Old Town. Right. Old Town and a possible flashback that I'm pretty excited about. No, I'll just We're most definitely getting a flashback next episode. I'll just tell you that, bro. <laughs> so there will be death. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. And it should be a pretty epic fight scene. If they do it like the book had it, it should be pretty badass. So people should be licking their chops for next episode. Yes. It should be. This could be like an episode eight or nine thrown into episode three. But see, what's crazy is normally it's episode four. It's the big, big deal. You know what I mean? The yeah. first big, big deal. Your big set piece. This is every episode. Now every episode's gotten so much in it, I don't, I can't call it anymore. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. But you know, a lot of the episode fours are Danny's. So maybe that could be... The dragon entering. The yeah. dragon and what her stuff could be. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind seeing them going away from her for a minute and focusing on more of the northern plots and King's Landing. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, I think that's about it, man. Uh, the episode, again, op- epic. Absolutely loved it. Um, if we missed something or you, you got something you want to send our way, you guys, hit us up at Bleed TV Podcast. We're on Facebook. Uh, it's at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter. And, of course, we have a Gmail account. We, we'd love to hear from you guys and add feedback and so on. Uh, we'd love to incorporate anything, everything you thought of. Um, but other than that, I mean, we're just looking forward to next week. And unless y'all got something else, we're going to call it here. That's it. Uh, This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we're out.